0: You are listening to the Firecracker Podcast with Tony Rico.
1: All righty. So I feel like I say this all the time. It's a special day in the studio. It's another special day in the neighborhood. Mr. (laughs) Rogers, a little little, little creepy. So, gosh, I'm going to start with... uh, you fall into the fin- friend can- category now, Natasha. It's, you know, started in that typical kind of travel ball coach, instructor relationship. But I'm going to start off introducing my friend Natasha Wiley. But gosh, uh, how do I not, you know, we saw each other this weekend and uh, talking about us kind of coming up together. I started at the 12 and under level. You were at 12s kind of coming up. And then to watch, so without getting corny, because I know mm-hmm. part of this is your business persona and stuff but you truly are and if I say arguably I'm just going to throw it into a general phrase the greatest of all time of the lefties in this game and of course you're going to shake your head no but from the 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 time that I first knew of you and got to see you play and compete and to watch this road and as we've talked about being proud of like what's happened with our sport and, and my gosh, Tosh, when I'm going to go to your, you know, you got Wikipedia, you got these things going I go to your, your <laughs> website and you know, you got a body of work, even the body of work that you, your career accolades, you had to, you had to scale that down and just kind of figure the top things Cause there's <laughs> so many things and I know you're embarrassed, but my gosh, when I say the greatest of all time, so our sport has evolved uh, in so many different ways, but the speed component game and what it's done and what you've done. And my fear is that the future players aren't gonna truly know who were the greatest of all time were. And so that's part of my job. So we got you in here today. Mm -hmm. Natasha Watley, so just quickly, so for people listening, uh, you and I go back to to early 90s, you know, and we'll just kind of keep it there generally. But watching you go on to your all-American status at UCLA, it kind of even feels funny talking to you like this because I really don't, (laughs) right? But, uh, you know, but we have to, for people that don't know, people should know, you've won your gold medalist, silver medalist, so two-time Olympian, right? Yeah. Four-time All-American, College World Series winner. What year did you guys win your College World Series? Because you were in a few final games.
0: We were in all of the final games except for one year, and we won in 2003. Which was your... Senior season. So we were going to be the first class to go through UCLA without winning a national championship at the time.
1: So did you feel that during that year? Was that? Oh, my gosh.
0: I mean, well, that's the whole reason why you choose to go to a UCLA. I mean... At that time, and still the most winningest program Mm -hmm. um, in softball history, and I mean, the whole entire year—that's all we heard. Every interview. So, do you remember (laughs) your
1: mindset before that year? Was it determination? Was it was it okay uh, status quo? Just do what I do. Like, what was your approach before? My
0: approach was I felt like I had to change because what I was doing wasn't working, and I know. I mean, we can get into it, I'm sure, but me. Um, you know I just showed up and I was talented and I did all the things and I got all my hits and I hit for average and I did all these things but I think you know playing for Coach Enquist she pulled so much out of me and demanded so much more like you got to do a little bit more than just be talented and I think I had to show up that way my senior season I had to be vocal I had to lead um, I had to just do things that were really uncomfortable outside of just being a talented athlete. Did it
1: all kind of click a little bit more that year for 100%, you?
0: 100%. 100%. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And you went on to have, was it your best year?
0: Uh, I should I'm know this. I'm trying to think I of should closer. Know this. I think
1: your last couple of years, because my gosh, your, your career batting average was like 480 or 450 or yeah. something. Like. It's ridiculous. And so the thing that I'm proud of in your last year, and it can uh, quickly go back to how you and I got to meet each other is when your dad. Gave me a call and he said something about, well, I guess if I can't beat him, I'll join him. And I don't know if I was thinking, you're going to be a firecracker? <laughs> and he was like, uh, no. Uh, would you show my daughter how to swing the bat? Mm-hmm. And so bringing you over to our, our my backyard yeah. and started the swinging away. Yep. And implementing that part of the game, mm-hmm. which is why I believe when you start to talk about the greatest left handers, that's something that now Separates a little bit because that triple threat and so that senior year you had 10 home runs.
0: I had double digits That was a goal. I had double digits home runs. Yes, so I do remember that that's like the only stat that I remember so um, for sure and um,
1: And was that that just just a mindset that you know, I'm going to did you open up your swing anymore that final year?
0: Yeah, I just being I was comfort zone slapping, you know, like I knew I can challenge the best of them with slapping. And so I think um, I had to be uncomfortable and swing away more and uh, give myself more chances to hit the ball over the fence. And I didn't know I was capable.
1: At that level, were they playing you pretty tight outfielder-wise? Because college you don't see them drawn in like travel balls.
0: Yeah, not necessarily. I think it's more pitchers. Pitchers knew that I was slapping. So I more so got more pitches middle in trying to sure. you know combat my slapping or are right. they thinking that I'm slapping right. so I had to take advantage of that and learn to like leverage them thinking that I'm probably going to slap in most situations so playing chess yes 100%. right
1: that's a big part of it yeah right yeah I love it and and uh, so mixing the drag bunt and mm-hmm. swinging away mm-hmm. and the slaps and so your game continued to evolve right. and so after now what year were you your first year of the Olympics how old were you
0: 2004. So that was right after college. was right college. after college, so I was 24, 23, 24. I was a baby.
1: And yeah. what was the greatest memory you have of being in <sighs> your Olympic experience? Not, if you I can mean, down. I know. What?
0: I mean, the biggest is obviously, you know, I was playing with my heroes, Lisa Fernandez, Leah Berg, Leo Brian Amico these are all the women that I looked up to, so the fact that I was even on the same team of the team as them, like I had to pinch myself, like mm-hmm. this can't be right, like there must have been a mistake, I'm not worthy, I'm not enough, like why am I here? Wow. Um, I All of those things, I mean, but I'm an Olympian, yeah. you know, and I think not until we got into the arena did it actually click like, you know, I belong, I'm supposed to be here, right. we, we gotta make this happen.
1: Did they help you with that?
0: Because well, um, sometimes they can, you know. Make I mean, the there young was definitely a lot. It, right? Yeah, there was definitely a lot of tough love. Um, Lisa Fernandez, I always talk about her. I mean, in terms of tough love, I mean, the woman competes. She prepares, um, but I think her best quality is that she truly makes people around her better, and it's not just by her doing her own individual things. Like she comes outside Standard. of her, her door, and is like, "Dude, I'm gonna need you to get in front of that backhand because you're fast enough. Can you get in front of it and stop?" you know backhanding it and like letting it come up your arm like i'm going to need you to get in front of it especially when i'm on the mail you know she yeah. and she'll get in your face and she's yeah. not afraid and i think um that's just a quality that is just uh not innate to most people and right. um people don't want to it's a different get, standard yeah. now be that's,
1: to me everything's subjective mm-hmm. greatest of all time because of what she did 100%. put it on her shoulders you know took the sport i mean still to this day 100% uh, just amazing. And would you say, I remember the first time I saw um, one of our Olympic teams, I think mid-90s, um, different kind of energy back from that group. Would you say as well? I remember seeing the first time Dot uh, on the field and different energy between pitches, constant chatter, constant moving, constant. least where they're bouncing in between, right? What?
0: Yeah, I mean, my first time watching the USA team was the 96 Olympics, and they played at, which is now, is called Lisa Fernandez Park, and May, I think it was Mayfair Park back yeah. in the day. Yeah. And my I can literally remember that night, like, yesterday, and it was like only the light was shining on the field, and it was like just these passionate women energy. Remember they lost that night? Yes, I actually do, but, like, I don't remember, I remember actually them losing, but it, like, they didn't seem like they lost, just because it was always a show.
1: Yeah, they always and okay. That's just, a good point. Yeah, it was and always just, show time. Yeah, like
0: just the energy. Like you yeah. could hear Dot like walking up to the park and just their energy and like to be able to see softball like at that level at, at the age I was. Like it was just like everything just was put together. Like that's what yeah. softball can look yeah. like and be like. That okay. was
1: softball entertainment at that point. I right. I didn't appreciate it back then, coming from the baseball side of things. Um, I think I learned to appreciate it later when I would see some of the quiet time ty- type mm-hmm. of play and just realize that there's too much space in between mm-hmm. pitches and it's not holding us down right. and getting the whole involved. And there was nothing like listening to the crowd cheer mm-hmm. when Lisa would throw a changeup and the changeup was only halfway to the plate. Right. And they and she just threw out a first pitch um, this weekend. And I think the video yeah. I saw she threw a changeup or something. It yes. still gets this little bit of a crowd response, yes. like just amazing. Mm-hmm. I learned to appreciate that later because that was a that was a special time. Mm-hmm. So, so going to and living with other Olympic athletes, mm-hmm. um, did you get to meet some pretty cool people?
0: Oh yeah, 2004, not so much. I feel like 2004 was just like a blur. Um, I feel so fortunate that I had the opportunity to like do it again, because the next time around I'm like, okay, we're gonna meet some other athletes and we're gonna take this experience in because 2004 I was just like, right what is going on like wow like this is such a big deal which it was you know and i was really like treating it like that um but 2008 definitely i took we went to opening ceremonies i got my picture with kobe bryant and um now i I cherish obviously with with the events and cherish that picture but um just actually realizing that this is the biggest stage of sports and like I do belong and we are here and like just more prideful I think mm-hmm. in 2008 and I think that just was more maturity. Right, sure. Um, and just realizing like what it really meant.
1: What a great experience. So is that was that, uh, I would imagine, just that different level of, I even wanna say patriotism, you know? I, I got mm-hmm. to, I was fortunate to do one year with the Junior World Team down in South Africa mm-hmm. and I hadn't experienced that feeling of being an American.
0: right. What was One, that like? It's... it's you Were you not
1: expecting it and it kind of hit you? Or, I mean, you could talk about it, right? you well, yeah. Your talk I'm, about it, but I mean, all of a sudden...
0: Yeah, you are the now... Star Spangled Banner. Yeah, it means something. And it means something wearing those three letters across your chest where it's, you know, I don't know if we take it for granted or we just don't realize what how awesome our country is. And I mean, when you start to meet other athletes from other countries and hearing their stories and like, it is really cool to be an American. And uh, I, I think just the responsibility of representing so sure. many people and um, the fact that America is such a melting pot, I think th- right. I take a lot of pride in that. Right. And, um, and the opportunities we have. 100%. Well, you,
1: you were pretty close to uh, uh, Ruby Rojas, and, yeah. and you know, and so I yeah. think of what Ruby do, did for, and, and does, mm-hmm. and, and did for the Venezuelan program, mm-hmm. and the challenges there, just really, really amazing. So then after, at what point did the Japanese pro uh, opportunities come in because there's more overseas and more um, representing the country and
0: yeah so after 2008 when we knew that softball was being taken out of the olympics like i knew i had more to give i'm like i am not done like so where can i go where can i go play and literally like just put the feelers out there in japan because i knew that that was the most competitive pro league Mm -hmm. at the time who will let me come play and
1: that shouldn't have been too hard it was pretty i hard. mean everything is political well, tra- though, so. well
0: traditionally they take pictures and catchers right. so that was the thing that wasn't working in my favor so i found toyota and toyota's like we'll take you but you have to find a picture that will come with you so i'm like okay well let me work on this monica I called Monica Abbott and I'm I'm like, are you thinking about going to Japan? She's like, well, I have like five or six offers. I'm like, okay, well, (laughs) I only have one. (laughs) So if you could choose Toyota, we could go together. And so she's like, okay, I'll think about it. And I just like was on her. I'm like, I really want to go. I think it'd be fun if we go together. Let's just go for a year. Let's just see how it goes. Let's Mm -hmm. just say we did it, you know. And we ended up, you know, Monica's still playing. Uh, we are, I ended up playing over there for eight seasons. I still coach there, so this will be my 12th season uh, wow. going in this year. It's just been amazing, um, okay. and Monica's, this will be her 12th season playing. So
1: you had, there's no way you could have had an idea that you would like it, love it so much? I mean, 12 years.
0: Tosh, I mean, is... Tony, I mean, if you, you knew me as a young high school girl, I mean, I just feel like I was so sheltered, naive, like just this, like I've.
1: In a good way, though. In I a mean, good right, way. Sure. Like,
0: I never in a million years thought n- Radar, Japan was never on my radar. Yeah. And so me even being able to, like, go and actually see myself being there, living there, and, be, like, just being out of my comfort zone. I'm just right. so much used to being in my comfort zone. So I never in a million years, like, imagine that. But they that.
1: kind of create a business situation that you have to consider, you know. I mean, they it's more lucrative. And why would you say that, Tasha? Like, what, what is there? Is it? why are they committing more financially to either players their structure like what is the difference there is their model is it their philosophy both what would you say
0: I think it's all the above I definitely think the model to begin with it's all corporate owned teams um, they just know that they've got to develop their athletes and if they're gonna they're just invested in that and culture wise they're all about helping one another helping each other they there's no culture like Japanese cultures that has each other's back like I've learned that I mean they will they won't put their their own down you know right. and so they're going to give them the best opportunity and so All sports all sports just culture wise that's just their so, culture So so that
1: so the the backing of sports in general is is weaved into their corporation structure so if you're going to have a corporation part of what you do is to well, I'd like to know when that started and how you, you know, that's because that's pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, it's been. I mean, Lisa played in the league. It's been going yeah. for uh, quite some time now. I think they're at like 30. They had their 30-year anniversary mm-hmm. re- recently. So, I mean, it's just it's sustainable, but it's not about making money. It's about giving athletes opportunities and, like, letting them develop year-round because the best way an athlete's going to develop if, is if they're playing at a high level Mm-hmm. At all seasons of the time, so they fan-wise,
1: there uh, good crowds like they're yeah. they're it's so the support is yeah, there. Like so there's a they are
0: fanatical, an, like they are fanatical about their softball. They love their baseball. We get fans, uh, we have a following, uh, and, and also you get like your corporate following. So a lot of people from the company come out and support. So it's almost kind of like a college feel. Mm-hmm. And these are
1: our softball built stadiums.
0: We're playing in baseball stadiums and they convert the field into a softball field, but all of the baseball stadiums are all dirt, so they don't have um, like grass outfields. Right, Mm -hmm. right, right. right. That works.
1: Um, I think about the entertainment aspect of sports. So, you know, what happened to wrestling and the WWE, Mm -hmm. uh, and then uh, even UFC, you know, went from kind of a bludgeon sport to this branding and this entertainment Mm -hmm. and softball you know has become more entertainment so you know speed power um, more developed personas and so that that part of it i think it makes it more fan interesting and mm-hmm. i think that's part of it was that were there characters and personas japanese players that were big draws or what no. They just, just appreciation for the, the game.
0: Appreciation for the game, about competing. Um, it's not an entertainment aspect. I think as of late they tried to incorporate, I mean, like clinics and things around that, around the event. But the game itself, I mean.
1: It's more of a discipline and a business. 100%.
0: It's all about the competition and playing the game right.
1: What do you love most about uh, being, I'd say, Living in two places and yeah. being over there, what do you love I mean, most about being in Japan?
0: Japan in general, I mean, obviously, I'm, I love the food, the and the, the people. The people they're like the most loyal, genuine people, hospitable. Like they are going to like go above and beyond to make sure that you are comfortable. Um, I think there's a I, I appreciate that. I love their uh, they're really big on age hierarchy, so the olders are always going to take a, take care of the younger's. It's always about paying. It mm-hmm. forward, paying it back. Um, that's and like,
1: remembering the past?
0: And remembering the past. It's really, it's, it's just ingrained. It's ingrained in like our team. Mm-hmm. Which um, city were you in? I was in Toyota okay. City. So I lived in Toyota, which is outside and, of the And still are. And still are. Okay, so nice. I will go back next month and I'm still coaching there. And like, it's like my other family across the, the waters that I never even imagined that I would have. And sometimes I'm like, what? Like, I wish, sometimes when I'm there, I just like, what am I doing? Like, this is so crazy. Like, I just, but I'm so used to being there, and I, but you still
1: have pinch me moments. I have pinch me moments. Right. Like,
0: what am I doing? Like, I would yeah. never, in a million years, imagine that I would still be here and like love it here. And,
1: so, yeah. when did you retire?
0: I retired in, in 2016.
1: Was that like official, or was that just kind of low key? And I don't, yeah, not was. What, why like did I pretty miss like, that? Like,
0: yeah, I just kind of. Stepped out. I mean, I yeah, made a was little a official announcement okay. afterwards, but I mean, I think, you know, I just knew I was done. I had like given everything that I possibly could to and the game. At and peace with that? It was at peace. Like, it literally was like a moment I'm like, I'm good and ready to move and, on. And coaching? In coaching. I mean, I didn't necessarily like know what I wanted to do next. I just knew I was done. I was responding. Did they ready want to, to sit be, down and talk with you and say, Yeah, I mean and I just I feel fortunate like after I retired they immediately said here's a job We would love to continue to have you here and um, I just that wasn't even on my radar I was just like I'm done playing I wasn't thinking like I'm ready to coach and so when the opportunity presented itself I of course said yes
1: Easy transition?
0: Yeah Uh, To coach no (laughs) But easy transition in terms of just it was seamless of going back to Toyota obviously I'm very familiar with the team The people But coaching in general, that is not easy, especially just being so close to playing the year prior. Um, It's hard because you're just like, you know what, like I actually could still like just a year from now, I was actually holding a bat like, you know what, instead of me telling you how to do it, let me just let me just (laughs) do it. You know, hit for you. Are there any uh,
1: coaches that also play?
0: There are, and that was an option too. But I can't split the time. Well, like if I'm gonna yeah. play, I got to be all in. If I'm gonna coach, I got to be all in. I can't do that. Is there an
1: expectation to do well from Toyota?
0: Oh, for oh, I mean. So you're answering,
1: you get a phone call on yes. you know after the is it the weekend series or yeah. when? The, yeah, like can you coach? What happened?
0: Yes, super pressure. Yeah.
1: I played a, i played a year in Europe, and we get we meet with the owner once a month. And the first meeting, uh, his first question was. Um, I have a question for you. Um, do you, do you purposely foul off the first pitch?
0: <laughs> you're like, uh, <laughs> he was asking me seriously. You're like, uh, maybe. And I was like,
1: uh, no, I'm fighting my timing. Uh, yeah, it was That's probably a so pitch funny. I should have, should have, got my so back <laughs> but, oh, but he was asking me, do yeah. you foul that off on purpose? I, I wanted to be a smart Alec and to say, no, I no, don't, you know. Maybe. But it was just, you just never know what you're going to get yeah. asked. But you know, yeah. you, you get
0: used to that. Yeah, they're definitely like. They're so like passive-aggressive, which is kind of funny. That's just the culture thing, right. but they are very uh, result-oriented. Mm-hmm. And so uh, when we don't win, it's like, well, why didn't we win? You know, like, were you not prepared or this? And I'm like, they're just really direct, mm-hmm. but it's mm-hmm. um, direct, but passive-aggressive. Sure, sure, and, and sure. So, yeah. yeah, I get um, it. That part, it's hard. It's hard to play there.
1: Are you excited about the uh, Olympic Games being back there? Oh, my God, I'm so excited.
0: Yeah, I- I'm so excited. And I'm I'm like, you gonna what to be there? Place. Oh, Yeah. I'm be well. Are you in season during that time or no? So no. they break in the summertime. I'll be there. I'm the only thing I'm nervous is like this whole coronavirus thing that's going around. But I right. for sure will be there.
1: Um, well, what's the word on that back in in Toyota? I'm, not, what's,
0: I'm actually just sending an email today. Like, okay, are we good? Because I'm sometimes set it's to go it's out there next it's month.
1: you know you'd like to. Hope that it's more media than it is right. actuality, right. you know. Right, But yeah, but and that was the concern. case
0: with the earthquake that happened a couple years ago with the radiation, and it just was more hoopla. Yeah. Um. But I don't know.
1: So we were in South Africa the year after the tsunami, mm-hmm. and I thought it was very interesting that I could feel. I assume that had something to do with it, the compassion and empathy for the Japanese team there mm-hmm. at the games. And then the, the lack of uh, empathy for the Americans at that time. Um, but I thought that was very, very interesting because you could kind of feel a little bit of a tie-in. So just kind of imagine. And that was, a, mm-hmm. you know, p- pretty rough times. Um, let's, go back to, uh, let's go back to the backyard. <laughs> so, My favorite place, know? Natasha, do you remember? It was pretty much like hit it this way, hit it that way. Mm-hmm hit it over here why because you just hit it over there <laughs> if you hit it over there they're going to throw you something to hit over there mm-hmm. and i love to to dumb it down in syntax now because you know the g- game is so evolved now but it, it's result when i say result oriented it's not outcome oriented you have to get a hit your job as a lefty is to get a hit no it's 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 about what are you going to do to the ball like what are you going to have happen and then having an athlete as you yourself it was just so easy because basically just point and you were able to do it Mm -hmm. just so effortlessly but the day that uh sue and kelly came to watch you
0: yeah well that's like one of my favorite memories like i I tease you because the tony that i remember is having lessons in your backyard and um, describe that cage again so yeah and i that's how i describe it was this cage was so small that tony couldn't come in the cage and toss to me he literally had to stay outside of the cage and toss into the cage and allow me to hit and i think that's like my favorite memories of you and working with you and you know during going through that recruiting phase basic. yeah and i had yeah.
1: some kind of like shanty town yeah canvas something <laughs> behind me so you shanty wouldn't hit town. the ball all the hit the ball all the way back to the back fence and if it did it has a pretty big backyard <laughs> know, like a lean-to it's yeah. like a, like a you that's know you so have to prop funny. it up with a you know oh my
0: gosh but that was that's i where mean the work got done, what, and that's where the work got done and i i mean like that's all you need and you, you don't need anything else than that and it was just simple and I think that's what I enjoyed the most, working with you, is like that you just kept it simple and it wasn't overcomplicated. Like it was just exactly what you said, dumbed down, like yeah, pretty put your simple. hands here. And like, I think that's-
1: And you didn't need 10 to 15 minute talks because you know, that mental approach is so important to me. So we don't get in the cage if we're not ready. Yeah. But I can tell you that for the most part, you were in the cage most of the time. Yeah. And that was, uh, you know, made yeah. it made it a lot easier. No, I remember great. when Stacy Newman came over, uh, and the first time she hit in there, I think she lifted the poles out of the ground. Like, there was, I remember looking around and I had never <laughs> heard anyone hit like with that kind of power. That <laughs> coming from softball. Like, I was starting to look around going, this whole thing's going to fall down. Like, this oh is, she gosh. just hit the ball so hard. you have hard. pictures
0: of that? Your cage? You need to, like, post you know, those. probably
1: somewhere. So, you know, that's, that's the downside of not of being the opposite of OCD. Mm-hmm. They're all just all in boxes mm-hmm. and they're just, you yeah. know, I you wish to, I had, yeah, things, you need but to, to dig like back like post them,
0: those po- pictures. Yeah. I mean, it's I just, I found a couple pictures of Linnea right. and
1: some of the first 1800 teams yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, I used to mention, uh, I used to joke that Jonathan, I would have killed to have a, a batting cage in my backyard, but my son, he he rode his skateboard around it and more than he did so hit or so anything funny. like that, but that's it was a, a lot of fun. So the day that, that Sue had come over, do you remember much of that day? Do you remember? Oh my gosh,
0: I remember it like it was yesterday. Um,
1: I didn't realize how big of a day that was. I just thought they were coming to check you out. I didn't yeah. realize you guys were.
0: Well, and, and to to be honest, I don't know if I knew that they were coming.
1: Probably so not, good. You yeah, didn't I don't to. know if I was allowed to know because
0: I think I just like turned around and then they were sitting there behind me i'm like oh my gosh um but i you know i wanted to be a bruin so bad yeah. and it was just and it's so funny she would just pop up everywhere she popped up at a high school game so you obviously we all know like high school is not the place that you get right. recruited it's travel ball and so she came to one high school game and i'm like and you just try to act cool and i mean that was my dream school when she shows up in your backyard i'm like oh my god like right okay right you know so pretty uh, pretty awesome stuff yeah
1: so let's talk a little bit about slapping so we were uh starting a little conversation about i had noticed you know you you had uh, slapped with coach doug Mm -hmm. myers and so, to me, one of the one of the most important figures in in slapping instruction, if not this game, his his championship background, and we've talked a lot about Coach Doug before. And um, you know, he he's very technical. He has a football background, so worked for the Kansas City Chiefs. He has some great stories, like my gosh, some great stories. And and I was talking to you a little bit about noticing how your style had, whether it was a consciousness or it kind of morphed into from and without getting too technical for the people that don't know but when you when you slap a lot of times there's um, a focus and an emphasis like with hitting to keep your shoulder in to keep everything in you know and so kind of a crossover step where it's almost like you're karaokeing your 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 toes kind of face the plate and then there was the what I call the the I'll call it Amy Shellfold since I don't want to just say Arizona mm-hmm. since it's a UCLA mm-hmm. but you know playing for Mike later on and you being able to be on the uh, USA team with him but it's just a straightforward motion it's like you're turning and running it's actually Faster to first base because you're just turning around and I was asking you if you had Consciously morphed that style of just something that kind of changed over time and you were telling me it just kind of something that had happened
0: Yeah, I think I mean to be honest when I was younger um, and, And yeah, I worked with Doug, but I don't necessarily remember being that technical um i wasn't really able to articulate exactly what i was doing until i got older and it did evolve and you were just you know, able to
1: do it physically very yeah right.
0: but it just it was like you know what just keep it simple like let's just we just get the ball and play put the ball in play put the ball in play you know and did you
1: start just, off uh having success or was it a little rough when you first started and then what mm-hmm. age did you start slapping was it 12s was it
0: started when i was 13. i started when i was 13. my dad did you yeah. start as a lefty or, started, or? I was always a righty hitter and then at 13 switched to the left side. Really? And my horror story is literally I would like start on the left side of my bat, get two strikes, and then have the walk of shame to the right handed batter's <laughs> box. So I don't recommend that for any young slappers. Like just duke it out on the left side because the, the whole entire bat was already over once I started to with <laughs> that trot. I'm like, uh. Um, that is the walk yeah, of shame. Like right? uh, it's, it's right. already over. Um, so it was a struggle in the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just it's awkward. It's like it just doesn't even make any sense. So you want me to run? at top speed towards this pitcher who's like trying to throw as hard as she can and she's trying to move it too and you want me to hit it just like in theory it doesn't make sense and so for a 13 year old who hadn't been able to see many people do it I mean I think thinking this now you know like you
1: so who was slapping who was so
0: for me Allison Johnson was my hero she was my hero she went to Woodbridge she was a triple threat she was a triple threat went to Woodbridge I went to Woodbridge and my dad used to take me to high school games and like I just would like Okay, that's what it's supposed to look like. Okay. And
1: she had power. I remember seeing her hit a home run once, maybe her amazing. third at bat. That stuck with me like the bunt, the slap, mm-hmm. and boom, and the mm-hmm. home run, third at bat. You're amazing.
0: Like, Damn. amazing. So that was really the only person that I Did had get to, know to her? look at. Um, I didn't get to know her. I mean, I met her a couple times, but uh, I wish she was just like this woman on this yeah. pedestal to me.
1: Were you playing other sports?
0: Yes. I played basketball, I was a dancer. I played tennis. I hated it. Uh, did you
1: act a little bit or did you?
0: I did. I was doing acting. I did commercials. Who was one in I? Pra-
1: one in particular? Was that?
0: I did a Barbie commercial. Do you remember this, totally? T- yes. I'm like, I did that's a- on my notes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I remember that, right? I did a Barbie commercial. Yeah. I don't even know who I was, but and I was doing all that's these things. Pr- yeah.
1: So was that like growing up, uh, you know, just into stuff like that? Or, or it, did mom kind of say, hey, let's go check this out? Or how did um, that go from...
0: I think it Something was... Something you wanted
1: to do or...
0: I think it was more mom and dad like just trying to expose me to as many things. And that's what I'm like so thankful for them for. Um, just introducing yeah. me to so many different things. So what'd
1: you think of the commercial app? What'd you think of the studios? What did you... Would you? It's just like, you know, you're always so easygoing, yeah. right? So it's just another thing it was you're just, doing or...
0: It was just another thing I was doing. I didn't really like the auditioning part. Like it just felt like, okay, like now I've got to pretend to be somebody like that part didn't just re- always mean. yeah it didn't really resonate but i liked going like we would have to drive around and go to these different places and you know just what i don't know like it was just experience i don't know and i but i liked not having to go to school because i would have to miss school to go <laughs> to try the audition right. so like that part but how about
1: the barbie commercial so were you where did your Pretty big deal with your friends at that time or did not many people knew or I don't think
0: many people knew. I just left school for like I was gone for like a week. This commercial was like shot over a week and I don't even know. Like it just was it's like this like faded memory. Um so ran- it's just random. <laughs> so
1: so let's let's go back into now, you know softball meets entertainment nowadays Mm -hmm. because it has to be exciting right Mm -hmm. so so would you agree that the our audience is not a sports specific audience anymore it's not parents and friends of people that know there are people mainstream that love to watch the game Mm -hmm. so that whole persona that that and gosh how do you not go back to dot and and kind of that whole bigger than than just the 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 numbers of the game or the skills of the game Uh, but do you think that that's a, a big part of why there's mainstream interest because it's so much more entertaining? I mean,
0: yeah, I mean, I think just in general, when we have Women's College World Series on TV for baseball fans, it's just a faster game, like <clears throat> the storytelling behind the stories. I mean, I don't know. I think I think about the sis Bates, like she's entertaining. She's fun to watch. She's like literally like physically having fun. And yeah. uh, I think that's what draws people into it yeah. is that you could be a bad and then, mm-hmm. like you know, mm-hmm. and still get it done and, and succeed. Because there is a
1: combination of both. Mm-hmm. It, it's uh, it's uh, you know some of the the collaborations we have like right now with the Batbusters and Mike and I kind of have fun with our our kind of out front persona of like kumbaya fun mm-hmm. and then oh by the way they can kick a little ass right and then and Batbusters are uh, integrating uh, more of the fun and not just kick your ass and right. I was telling Mike that uh, I remember in the 90s I don't know if it was one of Bob Wank's teams or one of their teams had a shirt. They wore a shirt that said, we work ours off to kick yours. And I was just that, that was that message out there. So you always knew what you were going to get. Yeah. But it's kind of a, the balance of, a, of, um, of those two types of uh, approaches towards the game. So what's it been like for you watching the involvement of this sport? So from when you were in the College World Series, and the type of coverage they had then, and it was just right on the cusp, because I want to say it was right around 2006, 2007, when ESPN kicked it up another notch, and everything just started. Like, Tosh, you're you're one of the important generations that led to all this. And I don't think about coaching back in the 90s and what we've been able to create for, I think of what the opportunities coaches have now. Mm -hmm. And I know you don't think about so much your role in all this, but how about the opportunities in softball nowadays?
0: amazing I mean it's endless and there's an abundance of opportunities I I mean when you think about when I was playing in the college world series only the finals or only the final rounds were televised and now from start to finish and not even now we get preseason games that are televised like so you get to actually follow a team throughout the whole entire season so I think when I think back about just how much this sports grown it's just it's like don't you feel proud i just feel proud that like i was even a part of that um uh the opportunities now like there's just if you are a young athlete now you want to stay in the game you want to coach you don't necessarily only have to coach you can do color commentating you can open up your own business you can um work with the vendor you could there's just so many different angles right. and opportunities to stay in the sport and i think just in general uh, of coaching opportunities well it, we know I mean, we know that bigger. you know and if <clears throat> the
1: message to like younger younger players and parents of younger players is is you know we've all heard uh, someone say out loud i could have paid for college with all of the oh. travel expenses but but you don't gain what you gained mm-hmm. as a young junior Olympic-minded uh, athlete, right. and that is the adversity, the teamwork, and all of those types of things. Right. So there, there's, it's already been known that the employment world, corporations, you have more value when you've competed in, right. in, in uh, NCAA sports and you've competed at a high level. Right. Now it seems like because there are, there's such a, it's such an attraction and so many people like it, I can see people being almost not sought after because they played softball, but that's like a real plus. It's like let's get look at the 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 major league baseball jobs and mm-hmm. you know everything. It's just so more so much more diverse. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have never in the '90s pictured myself saying in 2020, I am so proud to be a softball man. My whole life.
0: I know. It's <laughs> it's cool. It's cool because I mean even like. Five, six, seven years ago, it's, you know, I was playing pro, and it's like, what do you do for a living? I'm a pro softball player. Wait, what? Yeah. Like, you only do that? And now, I mean, I think it's like, it's cool, yeah. you know? It's it's definitely Well, it
1: was, a, was a, a kind of an avenue to all of these things that are around it, so it's not, I mean, we can talk the game. Mm-hmm. We're talking the game. I mean, softball, softball, but there's so many things that go with it. But now it's interesting because the Okay, what do you think about the level the game is being played at now The as far as the the, the players themselves across the board, higher level? I mean, it's not like the old days of, of four travel teams mm-hmm. getting all the great players right. and that was it. you got to sure. watch yourself all oh, over the place. Oh, for sure. The Talent. level of play is higher. The
0: level of play I definitely think is higher because I think the coaching is higher. I think more athletes have stayed in the game. The game has evolved in terms of the way it's being taught. Fundamentals are sharper defenses are. you can better. see a pretty
1: swing all over the place now and and 100%. i've said back twenty something years ago it no, wasn't we was playing but it wasn't a pretty swing yeah, yeah i
0: think just that comes with just coaching i mean more
1: stylistic nowadays
0: stylistic but i think in th- a good way in a good way but i think across the board like fundamentals are harped on where mm. that like when you asked me about slapping when i was younger like yeah you know I went to lessons and I was being taught but I just think in terms of I think probably Doug has probably evolved now you've evolved like we've all evolved and how we teach it and how we articulate it. Like, it just was completely different. That's the fun part of teaching, yeah. you know. Right. There,
1: there are always going to be things that are, whether they're absolutes or things that we've said for the last mm-hmm. 20, 30 years. Right. But, but And it's, well, you're not trying to reinvent the wheel. Right. But uh, staying creative, staying in front of things, I think that's, right. you know, that's an important part of it. Right. You know, you were not a great athlete, because this could have held true, and it has held true in certain situations. Great athletes playing the sport, but then to the purist, you know that, uh, that's not, a pure basketball shot or a pure mm-hmm. backhand on right. defensive play, but right. know that these things were being taught and right. it was start, you know, right. it was starting to develop. Yeah. So
0: yeah, I definitely think that the level is much higher. Um, you know, I I think when you talk about the entertainment aspect, I I do think that that like you know. Making sure that we're making making sure that we're keeping Youth athletes like love the game and like love the journey I think you know like because there are so many opportunities like that eyesight on that college scholarship and all those things and like all the flashy stuff um, Making sure that we keep them loving the game I like that's the thing that I worry about the most because you know, I, I do think um, you know, we like just play because we love the game, and it wasn't about all of that flashy stuff. And that's that's the part as different as, pressures
1: on you back then. I think and so. not as much because it, it it was a different generation. Yeah. And do you think that the emotional issues were as prevalent, just not talked about, or are there? Would you say there's a there's more emotional imbalance now because of the increased pressures and
0: I think that there's more now because of the increased pressures and there's just so much more going on, more distractions, more, more pressure, more expectations. Um, so what if
1: Natasha Watley was, uh, was yeah. a sophomore in high school about seven years ago when all this early verbal, so you, you committed at what point in your?
0: I committed my senior year. So there's, and I always would joke, I'm like, there's no college in this country that would want, who would have wanted me when I was 11 or 12. I would, how many I of the games recruited. greatest
1: players have said that same thing i remember when amanda said that mm-hmm. in here and 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 just remembering mm-hmm. what her body was like and everything yeah. and and how with early recruiting Maturity. it was the more physi- it was the physically mature Maturity. 12 and 13 year olds oh, yeah, and there's you know, no right? way. so so natasha Watley at 15 years old in the early verbal would have been
0: i would have been, i wouldn't be going to college <laughs> there's <laughs> there's nobody that would have wanted me
1: it, it sure. seems that way. I mean, it would have worked out, but but the but the preparation that it takes and the understanding, you know, uh, when you think of why, let's say, it's just theoretically why why the most mature fourteen-year-old still isn't ready to drive right. they wait to 16 so just 15 to 17 mm-hmm. and then and then puberty kind of works in swings too because you can take two mm-hmm. uh players that are born on the same day 13 years old on the same day one is one's body's two years older the mm-hmm. other one's body's two years younger so there's a four-year swing mm-hmm. you don't know how that's going to work 100%. so that's kind of kind of interesting um, i think that that's something that we continue to work on though is uh, if we realize that we're the first i've said this all so many times We're the first generation of sports business parents and coaches. Mm -hmm. So if we realize there was nothing before us and that we're broken or we're really unmade, then then let's make it and let's learn it and let's build it. Let's not blame and let's not because I don't want these players to have the same situations as coaches and parents because a lot of them are going to end up in these seats. So Mm -hmm. we've got to we've got to make it better for them. So so the evolution of the sport. Uh, politically, uh, I, I think training wise is on the front end of it. There's a lot of right. good stuff. All the oh, television yeah. coverage right now, the venues and colleges. The
0: venues, like, my crazy. gosh, I just gotta saw... be a little
1: little envious of that. Yeah, huh?
0: the Clemson, I saw Clemson, they have their little Great. clip that they did. Did you had see the digital
1: Disney. tour on a go on their website and look at the digital tour of yeah, that place? It I'm is just, unreal. I don't
0: know if I want to. Texas AM. Uh, yeah. I'm like, are you serious with these facilities? And like, just wow, it's because of you, Tosh. I, okay, <laughs> I'm like, shoot, if it's because of me, then let me go back and play again. Let me have some you, of that. You know,
1: but what that, for me, that would, I'd love to be a fly on the wall in those conversations when these schools are like, look, how do we not? I mm-hmm. mean, they're, it's, the push from the sport is what made it happen. Right. I, it was nothing that, right. you know, people were covered in Title IX. Right. If we're covered in Title Nine, we don't need anymore. Right. My boys right. don't need that. Right,
0: right, right. Yeah. But now
1: it's like, no, we, we've got to so pretty 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 exciting it's amazing so what are what are besides coaching now business world what's mm-hmm. Natasha Watley doing yeah. what's your what's next for you I'm what's your biggest the- challenges today what's
0: I know I'm doing a little bit of everything um, I'm you know doing some real estate stuff I've got rental properties uh, I have an Airbnb that I have inside of my house not inside of my house but the basement of my house. Mm-hmm. Um, I do that, but in the softball world, um, I just want to help continue to grow the sport. Um, I would love, I love mentoring young athletes, walking them through.
1: So do all you have uh, programs, mentoring programs? Yep. What do you? What so do, what do you, what do you I
0: have? have a nonprofit. So I'm partnered with the, the Natasha
1: Watley Foundation. Natasha Watley Foundation.
0: Mm-hmm. I partner with the City of LA, and obviously, I saw a gap there with allowing girls to have an opportunity and access to playing. Um, I did a speaking tour. A young lady was like, What is softball? I did a speaking tour after 2008 in South LA. And I'm like, How do you not know what softball was? You so know? I was
1: just going to ask you so, so going to speaking tour, but mm-hmm. your audience isn't the audience that has direct TV watching the College World right. Series. So,
0: well, and that's the thing. So, right after 2008, I did the speaking tour in South LA. First of all, asking, How many of you guys watch the Olympics? Like, and you know, none of them. It's all inner city kids and maybe like a couple of them. This is like the fall after 2008, like mm-hmm. literally like just got home a month ago and not many of them watched the Olympics. So I'm like, okay, crazy. Like when I was younger, the Olympics was like- Were on they the still whole curious
1: time. or kind of like- Yeah, yeah whatever. Yeah.
0: Like, yeah, know what it is, but didn't really watch it. Then I'm, you know, ranting and raving about softball, the opportunities, winning a gold medal, silver medal, all these things. One young girl, African-American raises her hand and is like, What's softball? So from that moment on, I, like, there's a huge gap. Like, how do you not know that this sport exists? Like, this could be your ticket, or this could be the thing that you fall in love with. This could be the thing that opens up so many doors. And so, obviously, that just, like, hit You weren't going to connect to it, the game. It hit Did me Did you right swing there. it
1: over to relatable stories, though, of, of...
0: Yeah, I mean, I think at the time... The challenge of connecting with them
1: is, is what right, I like. That's not right,
0: right, right, right. And I think it wasn't so much of... Connecting it was more so showing them the possibilities of like what could be and that was my angle of you know This is you know something that I fell into and I never knew that it would just take me along this road and so that's why I formed the foundation and I like love what we're doing in the city and We've had our first girl receiver scholarship last year University of South Carolina Claflin um, so it's just it's a lot awesome. of a lot of work. It's a lot of fun, um, but now
1: is the foundation um, uh, academic opportunities? Uh, is it also does it fund programs? Does it were you working with RBI?
0: I was working with RBI, like Dodgers RBI, mm-hmm. and that's how I uh, accumulated the softball girls. It just became Natasha Watley mm-hmm. Foundation League. Um, but we do a lot with coach mentors, so a lot of college girls who are home for the summer, so we have a lot of programming for them. Obviously we want to enhance experience for these young athletes, mm-hmm. but um, I also saw a need for young girls to be developed as coaches in professional development. I know as a college athlete, like I didn't know what was out there in the world, and right. you know, just being able to allow them to get their toes wet with coaching it's Mm -hmm. i mean coaching that's a whole nother world Mm -hmm. Uh, managing personalities teams parents all the above and if they want to continue to to coach you know i would love to see more women stay in the game and, and stay in and coach and um I do a lot of that. How do yeah. you
1: how do you raise money for the foundation? You have dinners. You oh have, my is gosh! That, is that the challenge the that is the ending? challenge.
0: That is not what I knew that I was signing up for. I'm like, let's just start this league. Oh, fundraising. What the that? concept of right? Yeah, right. But yes, we used to do a 5k. Um, we've done. We do a lot of like social dinners. Honestly, it's just through my network of people sponsors. Um, it's just, it's, 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 uh, it's fun. It's a great challenge. It's it's difficult. It's a grind. And it's constantly having to be creative with how to raise money and continue to do this because, you know, it's something that I think it's important, but convincing everybody else that it's important. That's sometimes what's
1: getting them to to buy in and and, and taste the good stuff. You know, in, in softball my one of my opinions is is that it's not even about the value of the product the team the whatever it's it's getting someone to Mm -hmm, taste it mm -hmm. it could be the best Mm -hmm. chocolate chip cookie in the whole world but But softball softball in particular we are our own type of uh (laughs) uh, animal i guess and so it's always interesting have you found that it's interesting to see someone from the outside that they have a great business plan you know they've been successful something and they come in and you think something's going to go in softball and Mm -hmm. then it doesn't go. It
0: doesn't go. I know, and it's just gets its sits almost there. like, yeah, it's tiring. It's like, okay, like come on in, and then oh, you don't want to be here anymore. Okay. <laughs> Would you say that's one of your
1: biggest challenges now? Like, what's your what's your biggest challenge today, and the things you're you're trying to accomplish um, it with your visions? And-
0: I think the biggest challenge. I mean, there's so many. I mean, I think personally, um, sometimes it's hard because I do feel like I have a lot to share and give and, you know, just reaching athletes, but there's just so much information that's out there. Um,
1: Is the message received the same since you've been playing or is it a little harder to deliver since you haven't? yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely harder. I mean, you know, I mean that, those are whole, other uh, whole. You have a certain amount of years issues. after you,
1: after you play. Yeah,
0: yeah. And I, you know, a lot of the young athletes didn't see me play now, so it's kind of like, who are you? And which that's not the problem. It's more so, you know, like I still feel like I can give value, right. and I want to do that. And but there's just so many different avenues i mean mlb has been huge i partner with them um
1: that support is growing
0: that support's growing so to be able to be along with them to develop youth and and do all the things that they're doing it's been a fun a fun transition for myself um but i mean it's just it's you know i'm still going to continue to just continue to give and give and give and give and give and we um,
1: say just we're just going to keep swinging yeah sometimes we'll wants, hit it sometimes wants, we'll foul yeah. it off whoever sometimes we'll miss it, but you got to keep great. swinging that's yeah. great
0: and yeah and a lot of the short game stuff i love doing that stuff i do a lot of that online so with me going back and forth
1: online too. lessons online programs online, online
0: course and online coaching along with that so i do both with that is that
1: picking up how it's is that picking
0: up it's Good. great there's i see a need for it you know people want information and this is the best way that I can give it. Um, Good, doing it remotely. How long have
1: you been with the online instructional? Um, Couple would, years.
0: Uh, this will be a year and a half, going into two years.
1: And certain amount of uh, getting out on the road, promoting it. Are you still doing clinics or mostly I working on just content.
0: Mostly content online. Like that's just been the easiest thing to do right now with me going back and forth overseas. Uh, just be able to, you know, this information that's here, sure. let me just put it out there in the world.
1: Uh, you know, I ask Lucas, uh, we, we tell people, I, I just haven't turned the camera on. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we're standing there mm-hmm. in a box. Sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, it's a demo. Sometimes, you know, there's so many different ways to, mm-hmm. to get information across. Right. And bottom line is we're, we're feeding people ideas. Right. So I've always said, even like with this podcast, I would tell her, let me see, we're at six listeners. I think we're up to 14 mm-hmm. listeners now. Mm-hmm. I said, if it's not interesting, turn it off and let right. me know. Right. You know, but it, it's it's... To me, to create something that is uh, either beneficial, informative, mm-hmm. I always think there has to be a certain amount of entertainment because you want to you want to stick around for it. Right. And like right. I said, I'll turn off a fifteen second commercial right. if it's not entertaining. Right. So right. To be right. able to hold people down.
0: Right, and that's yeah. the hard part too. You know, it's like, but. Hard part, but the fun part, and that that's the challenge is like, how do I make this information interesting yeah. fun? And for me, because it's if you that song creativity. and dance too much in front of yeah. people, you're, liking, you're like, I look <laughs> oh, stupid, okay. and it's like,
1: why am I song and dancing? Right. <laughs> I'm a Tasha Watley, like, how about like, wait yeah. a minute, like, and not like that sense, yeah. but I mean, wait a minute, I have a certain body of work that should be here. But I think that that's something that in business I want to help develop as well, mm-hmm. so that you don't. Whether it's a coach or a player, you don't become part of the, you're not irrelevant, Mm -hmm. you know, so so fast that there are so many things to watch. So it's interesting to watch what uh, Lauren Chamberlain is doing with Mm -hmm. her social media to see if, you know, um, Sis Bates, after she finishes playing, Mm -hmm. you know, if she can still stay relevant. Mm -hmm. So uh, you were mentioning that you have. uh, you kind of diversified professionally and Mm -hmm. you know you have multiple investments which i think is an important message to our younger kids Mm -hmm. right so the great thing is that all right we're not going to have these 20 30 million dollar contracts where someone lives too fast lives the fast life and then they burn out all their money you know so it's kind of a slow progressive buildup in softball but what advice do you have for the business side of of our players that because of the opportunities that they will have.
0: Yeah, definitely diversifying. I think one thing that I wish I did more while I was playing, I was just so invested in playing like and being the best athlete that I could possibly be. I never really, like, looked outside of, like, what actually is out there. Um, I wish I did more of that. Um, but definitely, like, now that I'm on the other side, diversifying. Um,
1: and when you say out, you know, looking past more of that, at, about what age are you talking about? Could Because I think, could that be incorporated? You know, we're at 40, 45 weekends a year with, with Travel Ball, right? And so do you really need... 280 at bats mm-hmm. you know what if we cut 50 yeah. and did more education down here I mean what's that target yeah. age is it is it college is it right after college when you're uh, you're getting your degree and mm-hmm. about to make some of these decisions
0: I definitely think college um, high school I always had like a job I always had a job I think that's important um, not necessa- was your first job my first job I worked at 7-eleven our family friends owned a 7-eleven Irvine and so that was my very very first job and thankful like i learned Went so okay. much
1: didn't like i hated it out of control with the slushy I, machine i had like i that?
0: hated having to stop because i wasn't um old enough to sell alcohol or anything so i couldn't work the counter so i always was like in the freezer stocking the drinks and i would just like be pissed putting on my jacket but i think it you know it's like it taught me accountability sure. like showing up i had sure. my own Schedule, money right. yeah and i had to manage my own money my parents said once you start driving you got to pay for your own gas, you got to pay for your own food if you want to go to the movies and hang out with your friends. So, it just was like accountability, responsibility. Yeah. Um I th- and obviously I, I don't think that I wanted to work at 7-Eleven, you know that. But I I I definitely think college like, you know, career-wise, like what else is out there and yeah. not necessarily like just like seek different opportunities markets whatever it is Um, and you were able to get into the uh
1: the real estate market uh was it out of college or when was it
0: so i didn't really start thinking about it until i started playing japan so when i went to japan like i got my master's online like i just went to school again and like just started to read more about real estate investing um I wish I did that and earlier. And invested in
1: your first house and-
0: Invested in my first house, but I think that came because I was actually making money. So it's like, okay, like now, what am I gonna do with all yeah. of this? Um,
1: so it you know, might've made sense to you, but for so many people, cause mm-hmm. there's different mindsets, right? That no, yeah. you got
0: money, let's do this, let's yeah. do that. Let's yeah. buy the,
1: the car that uh, depreciates right. and doesn't appreciate. And let's, oh, yeah. you know, let's do that. And so, so you were telling me earlier that, that you've had some fun doing a little remodeling, but putting a pool oh, and, and it's gosh, been a great Tony. experience and you would do it all over again. Oh, <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah so you hear hear about these
1: all the time with with homeowners and and different things like that so but yeah but you had your pool that
0: was like my uh first not really I shouldn't say my first adult moment but it was a, a true adult moment like just dealing with contractors and making decisions and having to be vocal and be put your foot down yeah oh my gosh like Just come on, like, just build me a pool, guys, you know, seriously. So they got it done. (laughs) They got it done. I've yet to actually. Really enjoy it. Enjoy it, use it. Uh, so are you holding
1: cool. off on the projects or you have another one lined up?
0: I have so many. Like my house is like a clean slate. I, brought, I bought my dream home and um, like it's, you know, the whole outside landscape wasn't really landscape. So that's where I built the pool. There's still a whole section that's like just undone. So it was like this unfinished canvas. Uh-huh. And so there, I have like so many ideas and things that I want to do. Yeah. But, you know, just... Little by little. Do well, little by you're little.
1: it's it's not by coastal. What is it by whatever continental or whatever? You're just by you're you're two two continents. You're, yes, you're I'm in Japan in, half yeah, the year and you're yeah, over here and, yeah. and
0: so I gotta take it easy, you gotta, know, little so, little bits at yes. a time. So when
1: do yeah. you leave again? When do you you're here I till when? I
0: leave at the end of March, So March 22nd. I gotta go back over and do work.
1: To seem like it goes by really fast, the time that you're in either place because it's
0: yes. Yeah, and like time is just going by so fast. Like I'm just so thankful and happy of like where I'm at. Like I still get to be in the game. Um, Smell
1: you're smelling the roses. I
0: love it. I love it. It's not everyone just, does that. Yeah, it's it's great. I mean, obviously, my job location's not ideal. I've got a really long commute to work. You know, to go to Japan. But when I'm there, I'm like, how lucky am doing I? Are you what kidding you, me?
1: Doing what you love, it's and you, and you still have purpose. It's so crazy. that's you know, when we watch people. Uh, create the ability to provide, but they lose their purpose. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they, they're providing, but they're, they're yeah. not happy. No, it's hard. So you still got it, Tosh.
0: No, it's great. It's amazing. Yeah. It's
1: and amazing. this last weekend, uh, we had a little talk for the Art of Coach. Yes. So what is your involvement with that? And yeah. that was that was fun. What? Tell me about that yeah. a little bit. Yeah, so
0: Art of Coaching is a educational platform for coaches. And so their aim is, they're really big in volleyball right now. So they're trying to break into the softball market. They've been around for about two or three years in the softball market. Um, but they do a hybrid of online and live events. So it's just mo- mostly coaches clinics mm-hmm. and things of that nature. So they're trying to build up their online content. And so that was what our interview Building was. Content. Yeah. So the,
1: So the website is? Artofcoaching.com?
0: Artofcoachingsoftball.com. Art Art okay. Dot com.
1: And relatively new, but coaches check it out. Yeah. It's, right?
0: It's amazing. They do have um, memberships they've got like a free and like a paid wall right, right, memberships right. where it's just, they've got so many different, uh, which I, I like because, you know, again,
1: stuff. there's always like this automatic resistance when you pay for something. Mm-hmm. So when you allow some free content and mm-hmm. someone can experience that and go, you know what? I want more. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting to watch, uh, some of the younger generation get excited about supporting YouTubers. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to, mm-hmm. this $5 right. a month. I want to do this. I want to support it right. and, and the, They've created this mindset, not Mm -hmm. like, oh, they're taking our five bucks, like, like in softball, like, ah, ah, Rico's about, yeah. It's, it's. I want to support him, so how I watch that to how do we create that mindset to Mm -hmm. people want to support this private entity because there's there's so many more opportunities in media right now to do things. Privately, but the trick is like to create that. Yeah. That's
0: well, that like no like and trust factor. The, yeah. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. it. How but once that. you
1: once you find it, you know. Yeah. And it's funny because we can see the corniest things mm-hmm. that have worked. And so it's not always about this magical. This right. Old, right. Sometimes it's just like keep it simple in the backyard, Tosh, and hit it right. That's my favorite. That's the you best know? way. Just, oh my just, gosh. Just, you just need to post pictures
0: about that. I, w- I wish that I had pictures about that.
1: I will. So. I'll yeah. do some digging yeah. and uh, see what I can find because yeah. we're actually. Uh, we're doing a kind of a, uh, a history documentary on some different things. So I'll see what I can, I awesome. can pull up. Anything else uh, that you're doing that you want to promote or yeah. talk about? Or, I'm, you know, you have your website. Is it?
0: NatashaWatley.com. And just, that's
1: where you can find yeah. some of the um, mm-hmm. the instructional?
0: That's where you can find my instructional stuff. If you ever mm-hmm. want to get in touch with me, that's the best way to do it. Um, I'm just, I'm diversifying in and out of softball. Like I'm all over the place.
1: Anywhere to see, uh, uh, um, the japanese league on on streaming is there?
0: yes. A, um if you go to because people need to JSA, check that out. say JapanSoftballLeague.com, dot com, I believe um you can see that but don't so quote say me that one that. more time japan okay. okay yeah
1: so check it out only because the the level there is another level it's it's a whole other i remember going to the canada cup and mm-hmm. and really one of the 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 most exciting parts was seeing the different international teams playing in the women's division right. and then and then watching you hit that home run uh, yeah, over those i don't remember the, the place used to pa- get packed before uh, the final game mm-hmm. and all kinds of people and i was like let's see if tasha's going to swing away and you hit this ball, and it was going over the the bleachers. There was, I don't know, there's probably about ten rows of bleachers, and I was like,
0: mm-hmm. "I taught her that."
1: Just <laughs> keep it simple. You know, I try to never be that guy because it's just so obvious, right? But what it is, it's a, uh, it's like, um, it just kind of hits you right here. Mm. Because like I said you can you could sit there and and I think you need to know when you're lucky enough to be part of somebody's story uh, you're lucky enough to be able to impart some certain things you can help people we're all doing this together I mean that's yeah. the greatest part about yeah. softball is that we're yeah. all doing this together I so feel
0: I feel that yeah. I feel that and that's that's the best part like. It's definitely like this, um, it's just so connected. And, you know, we haven't talked in I don't it's even know long how time. long. And it feels like we haven't skipped a beat, you know. And
1: Like we were just having yeah. a lesson a couple and of days I think, ago.
0: And I think it, that's like what's so unique about this whole experience is like, I, you know, I always feel like I could always pick up the phone and like, hey, Tony, if, yeah. if anything were going on, vice versa. And I just think that that's our softball community. It's so strong. It's so big, but so tight and small and be to where it
1: is uh accepting and unconditional because it's not like where you been it's it's not that it's just like anytime you know so sometimes it's these events sometimes it's that one day mm-hmm. at the um at the Mary or like whatever it is just to to see people it's mm-hmm. it's, it's about as much a, a public service and public appearance than it is i really didn't go to palm springs to watch any games you right. can't can't see anything right but uh um, but it is about all of that so right. uh really really appreciate I'm, I'm really glad that you reached out and that we we connected and that you agreed to come down i know you're you've got a busy day ahead of oh, you but my gosh natasha i'm gonna stay in touch and, and kind of keep tabs with some things that are hap that's happening um, please keep us in mind if there's anything you want to promote, uh, collaborate on. You would need to give life to. I mean, like yeah. we're all in a position now where we have different platforms. I would love it. So you know, we'll we'll, we'll see it. what what's going to happen next. Okay. Thank
0: you. Thank you for having me, Tony. This was thanks great. Thanks for coming by. Thank and you. until
1: next time, it was great to see you. Thank you. All right. All right, everyone. That was great, and we'll see everyone next time in the studio.